All right. Happy Mother's Day once again. I'm pretty sure I'd keep mentioning that. I want everybody to remember that remember our mothers. Uh, I titled this sermon "What Mothers Understand." And you know, as I was doing this, getting the sermon ready, I kept telling myself, "This is not a very uplifting Mother's Day story here uh, in Jeremiah." That's what the Lord laid on my heart. So that's what I'm going to do. You know, uh, mothers have a hard job, very demanding job. Our church is currently looking for a secretary, someone to fill Teresa's uh, position since she's retiring, and that's not going to be easy because it's going to be hard to fill her shoes. But do you ever think about what a job description for a mother would look like? If you looked in the paper and said someone had a position for a mother open, can you imagine what it would look like? First of all, in the hours, it would say 24-7, weekends, evenings, holidays, you must always be on the job. For skills, you need advanced communication, cooking, cleaning, first aid, tutoring, you need to be a referee, you need to be a chauffeur, etc., etc., etc. There's nothing you don't need to know how to do because it will come up. Pay. Well, there is none. In fact, you must pay to have this job. It's going to cost. What are the benefits? Well, there's no medical, there's no dental, no 401, no retirement plan. But sometimes I think the benefits outweigh the cost. It may sound like a terrible job, but it is so important to those in your care. And the Bible tells us how important they are and how important they are to God, because look at in Isaiah 66, 13, it says, As one whom his mother comforted, so will I comfort you, and ye shall be comforted in Jerusalem. God says, I will comfort you. I will comfort my children the way, God, the way mothers comfort their children. Compassion, love, grieved over sin, but ready to forgive and to bring redemption. Only a mother can give a picture of God's tender compassion. And mothers are able to understand many things about serving God and caring for her family. So today, in this short passage, I want us to look at four things that mothers understand. But first, let's read Jeremiah 31, verse 15 through 17. The Bible says, Thus saith the Lord, a voice uh, was heard in Ramah, lamentations and bitter weeping, Rachel, weeping for her children, refused to be comforted for her children, because they were not. Thus saith the Lord, Refrain thy voice from weeping, and thine eyes from tears, for thy work shall be rewarded. And it saith the Lord, And they shall come again from the land of the enemy. And there is hope in thine end, saith the Lord, that thy children shall come again to their own border. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you for being here. We thank you for allowing us to come. Lord, I thank you for everyone that's here, because we're here for a purpose. We're here for a reason. And Father, we ask now, Lord, that you open up our eyes to your text to let us see how important mothers are, how they represent Christ, and how uh, they have such, a, uh, impound, uh, such an effect on our lives. Lord, we ask now, Lord, that you help us to understand and see Lord, we thank you for our mothers. We thank you for godly mothers who 
who brought us to church, Father, who take care of us and watches over us and, and meets our every needs from the, from the very early age. And mothers who never stop being mothers. Now, Father, uh, control my tongue, guide my words, to only say what you believe on my heart. For it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. So mothers understand great things here. And the, first of all, we're going to look at mothers understand great joy. Now, verse 15 doesn't mention joy. It talks about lamentations and weeping, and, and Rachel is weeping for her children. But this section of Jeremiah's prophecy about what happens after the Messiah's birth. It shows that Jesus is the Messiah because King Herod's massacre of infant boys around in Bethlehem and around the surrounding areas. Rachel here is a woman who represents all those mothers who lost sons. Rachel was the wife of Jacob, and she wanted a child so bad that she prayed, and she said that she was nothing without a child. And she gave birth to two, Benjamin and Joseph. She died during childbirth, giving birth to Benjamin. But she felt she was dead without them. Sounds like a sad story, don't it? But she, was, she did experience great joy when God sent new life into the world through her. I was there when BJ and Christian were born. I can't describe the joy, I, I can't describe the joy that I felt. But my joy can't compare to the joy Missy felt. All mothers understand that uh, indescribable joy. And Jesus compared the joy of his resurrection, the joy his resurrection would bring, to the joy the mothers have. In John chapter 16, verse 21, it says, A woman, when she is in travail, hath sorrow because her hour is come. But as soon as she is delivered of the child, she remembereth no more the anguish for joy that a man is born into the world. Jesus said a mother's love is strong enough to erase the pains of childbirth. Moms get great happiness, but they also give great happiness to many people, to the people around them, to family, to husbands, to their children. Listen to what I, some of what I read for the children in Proverbs 31. It says, Who can find a virtuous woman for her price is far above rubies? rubies. The heart of her husband to trust in her so that he do, shall do, have no need of spoil. She will do him good and not evil all the days of his life. She uh, seeketh wool and flax and worketh willingly with her hands. She is like the merchant ship that she bringeth her food from afar. She rises also uh, uh, while at night, yet night, to give of meat to her household and a portion to her maidens. She considereth the field and buy it. With the fruit of her hands she plant a vineyard. She girded her loins with strength and strengthened her arms. She perceiveth that her merchandise is good, her candle doeth not uh, go uh, not out by night. She layeth down her hands to the spindle, and her hands hold the, the, the staff. She stretches out her hands to the poor, yea, she reaches forth her hands to the needy. And she's not afraid to uh, show to snow for her. To, she's not afraid of the snow for her household, 
for all her, her household is clothed with scarlet. She makes herself coverings of tapestry. Her clothes is of silk and purple. Her husband is known in the gate, and he sitteth among the elders of the land. She maketh fine linen and selleth it, and delivereth girdles to, her mer- to, the, to the merchants. Strength and honor are her clothing, and she shall rejoice in times to come. They bring joy and happiness to everyone around. By the way they take care of their family, by the way they take, the mothers take care of their children, others around them are blessed. Golly mothers, we praise you. Uh, you, give, uh, you bring boundless joy to our lives. These children sitting up here are here because of a godly mother. Mothers understand happiness, but they also understand heartache. In verse 16, there's crying and weeping bitterly for her children. The verse is prophecy written 600 years before Jesus was born. Imagine all those mothers mourning the loss of their sons. In Matthew chapter 2, this is a part of the Christmas story that we don't talk about too much. But King Herod was an evil man. And he was uh, worried about this new king that was born. He sent the wise men to find him, and when they wouldn't tell him where he was at, he decided to kill all babies, boys. He was going to take care of the problem one way or the other. Matthew chapter 2, verse 10 says, And when they saw the star, they rejoiced with exceeding great joy. And when they were, were come into the house, they saw the young child with Mary, his mother, and fell down and worshipped him. And when they had opened their treasures... They presented him unto him gifts of gold and frankincense and mirth. And being warned of God in a dream that they should not return to Herod, they departed into their own country another way. And when they had departed, behold, the angel of the Lord appeared to Joseph in a dream, saying, Arise, and take the young child and his mother, and flee into Egypt. And be uh, thou there until I bring thee word. For Herod will seek the young child to destroy him. And when he arose and took the child, and a young child, and his mother by night, and departed to Egypt, and was there until the death of Herod, that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken of the Lord by the prophet, saying, Out of Egypt have I called my son. And when Herod, then Herod, when he saw that he was mocked by the wise men, was exceedingly wroth, and he sent forth and slew all the children that were in Bethlehem and, and all the coasts thereof from two years old and under, according to the time which he had diligently inquired of the wise men. Then was fulfilled that which was spoken of uh, by Jeremy, Jeremy the prophet, saying, In Ramah there was, uh, was there a voice heard, lamentations and weeping in great mourning, Rachel reaping for her children, and couldn't, would not be comforted because they were not. It's horrible, isn't it? Christmas, we think about the baby in the manger. We think about peace on earth, goodwill to men. We think about the angels announcing the birth of Jesus. And, and we think about the wise men coming, and we hear all that story. But this is another part of that story that we don't often see, is the picture of uh, mothers crying. Soldiers shouting, 
children crying, women, mothers wailing. The text describes it was bitter weeping to the point that where no one could bring them comfort. And today many mothers are broken with the heartache of a child who is suffering. Maybe they're lost. Maybe they're uh, bound by addictions. Maybe they're sick. Maybe they're hurting. Maybe they're just broken in spirit. Mothers know great heartache. They suffer as their children suffer. I can only tell you, I, can only, I can't even begin to tell you what I put my mother through. She suffered greatly for me. But she loves me. But mothers know heartache. But mothers also understand that they need help. In verse 15, it said, Rachel refused to be comforted. But you can be sure that someone was trying to comfort her. Husband, family, friends. Mothers need help even on good days. So dads and children, God wants you to be helpers. God wants us all to have a servant's heart. Uh, how important is it for us to serve? Well, Jesus gives us the example. In John chapter 13, At the night of the Passover, it says, and Now before the feast of the Passover, when Jesus knew that his hour was come, that he should depart out of the earth, out of the world, and to the Father, having loved his own, which were in the world, but, uh, he loved them unto the end. The supper being ended, and the devil uh, having now put into the heart of uh, Judas Iscariot, Simon's son, to betray him, Jesus knowing that the Father had given all things into his hands, and that he was come to, from God and went to God, he rised up from supper and laid aside his garments and took a towel and girded himself. After that, he poured water into a basin and began to wash the disciples' feet and to wipe them with a towel wherewith he, he was girded. Isn't it wonderful? This, that's one of the most amazing things that Jesus did over there. Is he washed the feet of those nasty disciples. Jesus, who's getting ready to go to the cross, who's getting ready to suffer, bleed, and die like no one else has, took the time to serve his disciples by washing their feet. Now listen to what Jesus said later on, starting in verse 12 of John chapter 13. So after he had washed their feet, he uh, taken his garments and was set down again. And he said unto them, Know ye what I have done to you? You call me Master and Lord, and you say, Well, for so I am. If I then, your Lord and Master, have washed your feet, ye also ought to wash one another's feet. For I have given you an example that ye should do as I have done to you. Verily, verily, I say unto you, The servant is not greater than his Lord, Neither is he is neither he that is was sent greater than he that sent him. If ye know these things, happy are ye to do them. I speak not of you all, I know whom I have chosen, but that the scriptures might be fulfilled. He that eateth bread with me hath lifted up his heel against me. Now I tell you before I before to come that when it is come to pass, you may believe that I am he. 
Jesus said, this is what you're to do. You're to serve. You're to serve others. And this is what mothers do. Mothers serve their children. They, they do the dirty work. Uh, they, they take care of their families. Me and Missy, we always had this agreement. All right, so uh, when the kids got sick, and, and, and when you have a lot of kids, it happens a lot. Usually it happens at 3 o'clock in the morning. But if you hear someone throwing up, all right, we, 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 we went into action, all right? Missy went and got the child, and she took care of the child, and it was my job to clean the mess. And if it's in the bedroom, it is everywhere. It is on the bed, in the carpet, on the, on the wall. I finally got them talked into going to the bathroom. I said, if you get sick, if you feel yourself getting sick, go to the bathroom. It's right there. But every time I'd go into the bathroom after they got sick, the toilet is spotless. But it's on the trash can, on the shower, in, on the wall, on the ceiling. I don't know how they've done that. But that's what we did, right? She, she took care of the child because uh, I could have, but they didn't want me. They wanted her. Because dad's good about cleaning up the mess, but mom is good about healing the heart. Truth is, that's more messy than the, than the, the puke on the floor. But Jesus wants to see his kind of humble service in our life. Mothers serve their family, and their family is to serve her needs. And we must do all we can to help our mothers. They bear the burden of the family. And they need help. They won't ask for help, but they need help. And finally, mothers also understand great hope. Look at verses 16 and 17 again. Of our text. It says, Thus saith the Lord, Refrain thy voice from weeping, and thine eyes from tears, for thy works shall be rewarded with the Lord, and they shall come again from the land of the enemy. And there is hope in thine end, saith the Lord, that thy children shall come again to their own border. Here mothers are given two hopes. And God wants to give them to them today to make you understand that you have two hopes. First, the hope is of reward. Verse 16 says, Thy work shall be rewarded. Motherhood is work. I guess that's why it starts with labor. Hello? That's funny. I wrote that down. I said, this is, this, is, this is a good one right here. Nobody. But Labor from day one. And most of the work you do goes on appreciated. Husbands and children can only give tokens of our appreciation. We, we, we bought a card, we buy flowers, we, we buy a new outfit or whatever we can do, but it's just a token, a small token of the appreciation. But godly mothers uh, must know that the Lord knows your work, and he promises that your work shall be rewarded. Second, God wants, you to, wants to give you hope of a reunion. Beginning in verse 16, it says, And they shall come back from the land of the enemy. All these, all these young ch children died, two years and younger, boys, entering around Bethlehem. Don't know how many that was, but it had to be a lot. But he says, They shall come back from the land of the enemy. And the land of the enemy is death. Paul tells us this in 1 Corinthians 15, 26. The last enemy that shall be destroyed is death. And then Paul describes the ultimate victory of believers in 1 Corinthians 15, 51 through 57. He said, Behold, 
I show you a mystery. We shall not all sleep, but we shall all be changed. In a moment, in the twinkling of an eye, the last trump, for the trumpet shall sound, and the dead shall be raised incorruptible, and we uh, shall be changed. For this corruptible must put, for, put on the incorruption, and this mortal must put on the immortality. And when the incorruptible shall have put on corruption, and this mortal shall have put on immortality, then shall be brought to death the saying that is written, Death is swallowed up in victory. O death, where is thy sting? O grave, uh, where is thy victory? The sting of death is sin, and the, and the strength of sin is the law. But thanks be to God, which giveth us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. There's hope that goes beyond the deepest hurt a mother can have. Because Jesus came to share in our, in our suffering, and because Jesus came to overcome our death, we have eternal life. And there was horrible cries in the night, Bethlehem that night. But the little boys who, who, who escaped death would also one day face and die a horrible death. Thirty years later, Jesus would die on the cross, not for his own sins, but for our sins. He was the sacrifice of sin, but he, but he rose again. And through his resurrection, he defeated death forever for all those who will trust in him. The only real hope in the world is Jesus Christ. A wonderful part of the hope is the reunion we will have with other Christians, with the, the babies, with the little children who have died. Verse 17 says, That thy children shall come again into their own borders. Praise God. There will be a reunion with every believer, every child who died. And this is our hope in Christ. You know, always people ask me, say, well, I know them. And we, we wonder that. Missy, uh, BJ was a twin, and, and uh, one of them stopped developing. That's an easy way to say one of them died. But um, BJ was born. The other one just kind of disappeared. Um, we often think, well, will we know him, or will he know us when we get to heaven? And I like uh, when Jesus was on the Mount of Transfiguration, and those disciples were up there, and they weren't the smartest group of men. But when they looked and saw Jesus, they said, there's Moses and there's Elijah. They had no idea who they looked like. There was, no, there was no cameras, no pictures of them. They had no way of knowing that that was Moses and Elijah, unless God revealed it to them. So I think we'll know. We'll have that knowledge of who they are, and they'll have the knowledge of who we are. And that is the reunion. They'll come back to their borders. They'll come back to where they belong. They'll come back where sin of this world took them away from us. And we will know. So do you have this hope today? The best mother in the world, the best person in the world, has no hope without Jesus Christ. The best thing you could do this Mother's Day is to give your life to Jesus. Trust in the Lord. Understand who He is, that that he represents your mother in a greater aspect. Your mother can love you unconditionally, no matter what you do. You can make all the mistakes in the world, but your mother's still on your side. She's still loving you. She's still praying for you. She's still reaching out for you. But she can't save you. She can't give you eternal life. Jesus, on the other hand, came and died 
for you, for sinners. He said, for all sin comes short of glory. He died when we were sinners. But he died for us because he loves us, and because he's praying for us, and because he's reaching out and offering eternal life no matter what we do. If you're saved today and you've walked away and, and you've separated yourself from God and, and you went down your own path and you realize that you've made a mistake, doesn't matter. God doesn't hate you. He's sitting there waiting for you to come home. If one of my children was to leave tonight and go someplace and, 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 and we don't know where they're at, and we'll just keep praying that they come home. And when they come through that door, there will be no uh, condemnation, there'll be no yelling, there'll be no screaming, there'll be just be love. Say, Welcome home, son. That's what Jesus offers us. An eternal home for all those who believe. But mothers experience happiness, heartaches, they need our help, and they understand hope. Do you? Alright, I told the children to go home, clean your room. Husbands, you got work to do. They need help. Help them. Every head bowed, every eye closed. We're going to take just a few minutes and, and pray. We're going to thank God for the mothers in our life. Thank God for those who brought us into the world and care for us and, and, and pray for us and Love us, no matter what we do. And then after you pray, call your mother. If she's not here. If she's here, hug her, thank her. Say, Mom, thank you for taking me to Jesus. Because I don't know if I would have got there if you hadn't. Thank you for giving me home. Giving me a place where I can go and not feel like I'm being judged. Thank you for caring for my wounds and my sickness. For giving me the things that you didn't have to give me. Thank you for loving me. And then get down on your knees and say, Lord, thank you. Thank you for sending Jesus to die for me when I was nothing but a sinner. Thank you for making me a part of your family by giving me the love of a mother, that, that indescribable love that covers a multitude of sins. If you're here today and you don't know Christ as your Savior, today should be the day. Put a smile on your mother's face knowing that you've come to know Christ. If you're here today and you're walking away from the Lord, now's the time to go home. Like the prodigal son, he's waiting there for you to come. He'll put a robe on you and a ring on your finger. So welcome home, my son. Thank you, mothers. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, uh, Lord, I thank you, Lord, once again for the mothers. Every, every day should be Mother's Day. They do a, a sometimes often thankless job. But Father, it's, it's a work that you'll reward one day. 
because you've called us all to go and share the gospel, to be witnesses to you, and it begins in the home. Mothers are faithful to teach your children about Jesus. Lord, we ask your blessings upon all the families here today. We ask your blessings upon all mothers who have their children in church today. Lord, bless them. Watch over them. But Father, we thank you for Jesus Christ. For without him, Father, we would not be saved. He defeated death so we can come back to you. Father, we love you and we thank you. For it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen.